It's been a while, but we are back. Hayden Christensen is also back. He's going to be appearing in the Ahsoka Tano series. We have a big leak to talk about for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. And we also discuss the Rule of Two versus the Dyad. All that and more here on Chatooine. All right, well, we're back. How, how has everybody been? I feel like we've been away for a minute, but there's also wow. nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, not much to talk about. I mean, we, we had all that explosion over Visions, and then it just, like, petered out after that. Yeah, it feels bad. I feel, I feel like not many people are talking about Visions anymore, if at all. I had, I had a friend who reached out to me probably a few weeks ago, and he literally asked me, and we always joke about Star Wars, like, this guy will watch the uh, Phantom Menace behind-the-scenes documentary just to make fun of George Lucas, and... He messaged me and was like, hey, did Visions ever come out? Like, what happened to that Star Wars anime? And this guy loves anime. Didn't even know about it. I don't know if he's um, he's watched it yet, but it feels like no one's really talking about that series anymore. It's kind of sad. Lucasfilm didn't market it too much. <clears throat> I just didn't watched it uh, on uh, Saturday with my oldest. He hadn't seen it yet. Uh, so I, I sat him down and we watched it. And he, he really enjoyed it. There you go. I hope more people like it. I would really like a season two, but... Honestly, the way things are looking, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I wanted to do it on like last week's show because, like, like we said earlier, there's not much to really talk about these days. But uh, one of the things was the, the ninth Jedi director said that he actually wanted to do more, um, more episodes and whatnot. And so, don't don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But it'd be nice if it did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that that's definitely the strongest episode in terms of storytelling. It's not my favorite episode, but it's definitely the strongest. And that aspect. Uh, it's definitely my favorite because uh, they tell, it tells us that Ray did not reinstitute the Jedi Order. Yeah, she's probably dead after, by then. Yeah, she, probably, after, probably, she probably did. Not only dead, it. lightsabers are gone. What did she do, Palpamoons? What did she do that, that, that they lost you the know, technology of you know lightsabers? Back. All these visions come true in some way, all right? It's, it's the theme of Star Wars. Well, the, well, these are technically not canon, all right? So maybe it wasn't Ray who messed it up. Maybe it was Finn, you know? Maybe uh, he became... <laughs> Come on, Finn. Could you imagine that? Or uh, what if Poe's dumbass somehow became a Jedi, and that, that's the route they went for this non-canon stuff? I don't know. Speaking um, of that's Poe, why I'm all in favor of it becoming canon. All right. Speaking of Poe, I did rewatch the uh, Lego Halloween special because that thing is just so fun. I still haven't seen it yet. I forgot, I forgot about that. I, I think I watched like 20 minutes and um, I zoned out. Like I, I could not get into it. Not as, not as good as the holiday special last year, but it was still good. Yeah. Holiday special is pretty good. Best piece of non-canon uh, storytelling we've had. Yeah, holiday special felt felt interesting. This is this is cringe. <laughs> this is pretty bad. <laughs> Only oh, gets worse. <laughs> yeah, longer. I can't. I can't wait for um, John Favreau to make his Star Wars holiday special, and we have to force Longo to watch that. Um, but but that they will do like a we'll do a watch party or something. I mean, if it's a non-Lego one, I I, I can give it a chance, I suppose. But okay, it's... well, well then, if that's the case, which one do you like more? Do you like the Lego holiday special or the OG holiday special? Oh, that's both. They're both trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Uh, I mean, literally, as much as I hate the Lego Star Wars, at least there's some humor in there that makes it better. That OG one was just so bad, <laughs> so bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, speaking of bad, uh, if anyone is new here, our podcast, um, Chatwing, we talk about news, topics, debates. That's a good transition. Star Wars. We're on a uh, Spotify for any of you podcast listeners. If you're watching the show, leave a like, comment in the stream so we can engage with you all. 
I know it's a, a later one, but uh, uh, we're here. We're here. We're here to make make magic uh, because I wanted to talk about the Andy Circus thing before we jumped into like the major conversations. Lunga fucking hates this idea. Apparently, Andy Circus being an Andor, but uh, Jason Ward he came out with a scoop literally before, like right before the show started um, that Andy Circus has apparently been casted in the Andor series, which yes has already wrapped filming. I think. I think it's been done for almost like a month now. So it, August, it's been done for August, a I think is when they announced it. Okay. So yeah, it's it's been a second, but apparently Andy Serkis is gonna be in this. What do you guys think about that? Is it is it gonna be Snoke? Is he another character? I mean, this guy can do anything with the uh mocap soup stuff that he's almost invented at this point. If I had to put money, I'd say it's not a real story. Like I don't <laughs> think he'll be in That's it, probably a most fair answer. Ding 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 <laughs> ding ding. I don't know. It just just seems weird and let's say hypothetically he is in it he would most likely play a different character than snoke it just the storylines don't really match up i mean yeah with the bad batch i mean if if, if any circus is snoke in this then we're assuming it's going to tie into palpatine's resurrection somehow if snoke's in this it just seems too early like we know in the bad batch palpatine's been planning some sort of cloning for a while but to have Snoke that early just seems off. And even if Andy Serkis is playing a different character, how often have we seen an actor play two different characters in a franchise? And I'm not talking about Mark Hamill like voicing some random alien or Darth Bane, like genuinely like semi-prominent characters. Now they, they could get away with it if they wanted to have him as a different character. It's not like Andy's Andy Serkis's natural voice sounds exactly like Snoke, so they could have him just be someone else and have him play himself. But I still think that's it's unlikely across the board that Andy yeah, Serkis is. Yeah, I, I think this is just news for the sake of no news. Um, it, it's not even news, and I've been seeing other. And this is not Jason Ward's fault, but there's people picking it up saying Andy Serkis has been cast. It's like no, bro, it's a rumor. Uh, it's, it, no one's been cast. It's a rumor. That's that's what Jason Ward posted it as. And I, I'm just having a. I don't hate the idea. I'm fine if, if, if Andy Serkis is in there. Um, especially this guy, he's a master of mocap, dude. He, they hire him now for everything mocap. So there's a million aliens in Star Wars that he could literally be playing. Uh, so I have no problem with him being in it. I just don't think he is. I, I think it's a it's, all, it's a lot to do about nothing, to be honest with you. That's what I think it is. I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. This isn't for the Andor show. This is for something else. No. Because, well, because, like, when you think about it, like, most of these leaks and stuff, they're always, we talk about this in the chats, he said, she said, telephone game, right? And so, if Jason Ward heard this, he probably heard this from someone who heard this from someone who heard this from someone else. So, when you go through that many layers and stuff, there's going to be misinformation or disinformation. Things are going to be wrong about that. Um, as Goldman said, the timelines are kind of funky when it comes to Snoke. We don't know, we don't completely know when his first main, you know, body was made um at least i don't think we know the exact time when that happened um and we do know obviously andor must take place sometime before <laughs> before rogue one and we know when that takes place right before a new hope um so yeah so it's impossible for snow to be in this because Palpatine, it's, right, it's not yeah, impossible i guess yeah it's it's just because because then, he wasn't... Like, we have what we saw in the mandalorian season two like the cloning facility i think a lot of us initially thought okay this is the early stages of snow and so yeah, we'll that that's what I'm saying. Able. I think Palpatine's cloning experiments came at the later stages of the Empire, not 
you know, right after Order 66, not right after the Empire took over. Yeah, but Bad Batch would disappear. Not, with not, you. not right before a new, I mean, right before a new hope, that could be possible. Yeah. But I mean, we, if we're talking about that time frame with Andor is right before a new hope. Yeah, because yeah, all we know is that Palpatine started it because he sensed that Vader was going to kill him. So he said, oh, crap, I need backup. Right. The whole chosen one thing. I need a backup plan. Um, I don't think we know. And someone could like confirm this, but I don't think we know when he start like truly started this whole cloning thing. And right now all I know is this cloning advancement started with the Bad Batch. That's like the earliest stage that we know where they started manipulating with with cloning technology and tried to advance it. So. Nope. Technically, you could do it that way yeah, in, in Andor, yeah. but I can't see it. Here's an interesting question. We saw, I think, canonically, Rey was born about 10 years after Return of the Jedi, 10 or 11 years. Yeah. If Rey's dad, who is Palpatine's failed clone, doesn't have accelerated aging, that means he must have been born way before Episode 4, assuming he was like in his 20s at the youngest. When Ray was born. That's a good point. Jeez, I, I didn't think, think about, that. about that. Okay, Let's Snoke's in this show confirmed. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or nobody did the math when they created these characters. That's fine. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> they can always change it. It's just numbers. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I've never thought about, like, his, like, her dad or granddad, father clone thing, whatever <laughs> that thing is. Um, I never thought about him, like, age-wise. Like, how old is he in that? Like, he could be 19, and it still would be, like, Wait a minute. How does this work? So, yeah, it's, it's or it's fun. just I mean, the it's fast not, aging technology. It's like not impossible. Things. It's not impossible that Palpatine created this clone before Return of the Jedi. I mean, maybe he was just working on trying to get another host for his body in the event that he does die, and then just during the process, he actually did die, and then they had to continue it with him like hanging from a giant crane. So it's not impossible. We we just don't know. I think we all assume that this all started after. Return of the Jedi, but it's not confirmed, and I don't think it's pop. I don't think it's impossible that it starts before. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that it may have started before. Uh, at least, I mean, what we saw with the Bad Batch, it's they're kind of getting that hint. The early stages of it, yeah. At least with season two, so I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> I I really don't know how I feel about Andy Serkis being in Star Wars again. He was he was fine as Snoke. I, I think he did the best job that he could um the character was interesting and it seems like he expected something different for the character in terms of like where he's from at least that's the impression i got and so having him come back is kind of like i, I don't know I, I don't want to say a missed opportunity with his original character but I, I i don't really have an interest in him coming back like what's he gonna do if he can play an alien in a mocap suit uh, that's gonna be very interesting but in general yeah if it's not snoke and shouldn't be. I don't really care. You know, he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think yeah. the only way I'd want to see Snoke again is if we actively see his manipulation of Kylo Ren. If we see him during the Andor series, what is Why? there for, what is there for him know. to do? Why? Yeah, someone but it wasn't up. really him. It was Palpatine in his head the whole well, time. It, so I mean, what did he really there's do? Still, there, it's still <laughs> Palpatine can answer because he has the book. But in that book, Secrets of the Sith, they going. say that. This is so it's kind of confusing where Snoke was his own person, but he was under the influence of Palpatine at the same time. So like he made his it's like he made his own decisions, but he was programmed to do what Palpatine wanted. It's like my best example of it would be like like possession movies. I know that's like completely different sub like genre, but like possession movies, demon possessions, it's kinda like that. We're like, yeah, that person still exists, but then once that demon can the, the demon's always lit, it can always be in that mind. So whenever it wants, it can snap right in there. 
do what they want with with the with the uh, the host with the body. That's yeah. why I've personally always seen the whole uh, Palpatine Snoke relationship. Uh, reading it's like, like a, a demonic possession that, that Palpatine even has about it in that fucking book, um, Secrets of the Sith. It says like he calls it pulling the strings, and he basically says that he manipulates Snoke. That Snoke has a natural sensitivity to the Force, and that um, he literally says in this one passage called "In Name Alone." It says, uh, Snoke was a temporary measure at best. My faithful followers in the unknown regions still sought to produce a body worth my infinite might. So he, it never seemed like he actually cared about Snoke. So it's not like Palpatine was Snoke, but he didn't manipulate him. So it's it's a very unique thing. Like, did Snoke know he was being manipulated? Did he know Palpatine was alive who created him? I, I don't think we're, those, those answers yeah. need and to be Snoke answered. seemed very anti-Sith. It was just more about the dark side, not the Sith. You know what I mean? It was it was, just, it was a weird... Yeah, it was, it was so a weird, weird thing. And it's I so still really I now. still really believe what created the Snoke that was in the sequels is going to come out of what went on with the experimentation with Grogu. That's, I just, that's why I don't think we have a Snoke. I'm 100% on board with that, yeah. Uh, we have the technology, we have them experimenting. Trying to figure stuff out, or you know, uh, before that, but I think well, Snoke, because we know him, was. Do you think that Moff Gideon knows this? Yes. Is Moff Gideon, or do you think Moff Gideon's under like three different people? So there's different layers to this. <clears throat> yeah, some people are thinking he's under um, Thrawn, um, yeah, but I don't. I, I don't that. think he. I don't think he's under Thrawn. Um, I think he's uh, early First Order. That's what I think. And Thrawn, think- Thrawn is his own thing. He comes out of agree. he comes back out of nowhere. He doesn't know nothing about first order. He's a you know OG imperialist, and and that's what he wants to try to bring back. And I think there's going to be an issue between Snoke's contingent, or I mean uh, Thrawn's uh, contingents, and um, the first order. I would love to see a little civil war. In, in, in yeah, in that, that'd be that would be really cool. Actually, that in the um, the aftermath trilogy, the first like trilogy of books that came out post uh, Return of the Jedi, and there was a lot of like fighting among the imperials like you had it was almost like um she's ah, like warmongers almost like these certain sections of this empire falling apart and like certain commanders and generals wanted to run it the way they wanted to and some people yeah. were like still loyal to the emperor some people even lied about him like saying that he was still alive so it's kind of interesting to explore that and how thrawn would be tied into it um but all of this is post episode six so if, if Snoke is even remotely involved in episode four uh, or something before episode four, it just, I feel like it throws a timeline in a loop that I don't really want to deal with in general. Um, yeah. But we, we do have a, I think some of the biggest news that um, came out over this past oh, week. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely, I feel like I'm maybe in the minority. I'm, Goldman will be back in a few seconds to talk about this with us. Um, Anakin, Anakin and the Ahsoka Tano series. Uh, this report came from the Hollywood Reporter, and they said that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker in the upcoming Ahsoka Tano series. And I guess the big news on it, too, was that they would begin production in early 2022, meaning that 2023 is likely the year that they're going to release this. And I talked about it in my video. I feel like there's like three possibilities you can have as Anakin returning yeah. in some way. And um, I just I'll swing this to you guys first. Like, who? What what do you want to see from Anakin in Ahsoka's series? I feel like this is weird, but yeah, Longa, hit, hit us. What what what's um, your idea? I I am I am completely opposite to you. I'm all for it. I don't think it's all member berries. I think it's effing great. Um, and uh, unlike <clears throat> the Obi Wan series where we're getting, he's going to be. I mean, we were told he's coming back reprising his role as Darth Vader, right? That that's that's what we're being told. There might be some Anakin flashbacks, but we're told Darth Vader. 
in this, there was only one interaction with Ahsoka and Darth Vader, and she didn't even realize at, at the time for sure that it was Anakin, right? The, the Rebels confrontation, or, and, and, or the clone Rebels. Uh, the Rebels confrontation. Um, other than that, she has nothing to do with it, and this time period is after Darth Vader's dead. So I really think this is setting it up for live-action Clone Wars. You're going to get Anakin Skywalker, and I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to shit myself if they're in the same screen together, and 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 Hayden Christensen calls Rosario Dawson snips, and it's going to be. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm, I'm going to cry. It. It's. I'm going to love it. You can go hug your Claude if you want, Goldman, and don't watch it. It's fine. I got my but I'm going to love no. it. <laughs> well, well, Wonga, Wonga, are you going to are you going to piss yourself and shit yourself because um, you McGregor is possibly going to be in this too? I know. Um, uh, it was in Corey Van Dyke, the guy from KRT. He was he was hinting that. Obi-Wan would also be in the series. So, I mean, with both of those, I mean, does that change your opinion on this at all? Because, for I mean, you already know my thoughts. I feel like this is clear, like, easy wow. fan service, which is fine if it works. If it works in the story, I'm all for it. But, like, just just looking from the outside in, I'm already like, oh, okay. you know oh, boy. You know what's the interesting thing, though? I just looked this up. It's that Rosario Dawson is older than Aiden Christensen. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. But she looks damn good. <laughs> so, so it, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, if, if they want, I'm trying to believe it's more so going to be a Force Ghost because in the Clone Wars, Ahsoka's like 17 and Anakin's like 21. You're going to have two 40 year olds like play these characters. Yeah, they can do de aging, but I feel like it's just easier to just bring in. Yeah, you kind of have to de age Hayden Christensen because we've seen a live action yeah. Anakin. We can easily just bring another actress to play younger Ahsoka. So it's either that. Um, I, I just do not see Rosario Dawson playing a 17-year-old Ahsoka. I just don't see I mean, that. a slight because she doesn't look old. Let's be fair. She doesn't look old. She doesn't, I mean, look, she doesn't 17. look 17. I, I, I was getting yeah. there. She obviously doesn't look 17. <laughs> but it's not like de-aging, uh, you know, Mark Hamill, you know, being 60-something years old, you know, to look like young Luke. It's it's It would be some real slight combination of practical makeup and a little de-aging technology, and she could look like she's 17. It wouldn't be that hard to do. It's not that far of a reach. You know what I mean? I think it's the, the, um, the way to, to bring it. Hayden back, though. Like, the, for, like I said in my video about this was that I feel like if they did Anakin and a flashback and him and Ahsoka, like, during the Clone Wars with Kenobi, I feel like that's just literally giving live-action Clone Wars, which, oh, sure, like, it's cool, but, like, kind of wasted potential in terms of story and narrative. Like, did I really need a flashback with them during the Clone Wars? If it's Hayden as Darth Vader... And she has to like fight him in a cave or something like that. Like uh, Luke had to do an Empire Strikes Back. That I feel like is a little more tolerable. I feel like the the only option and the only thing a lot of us are expecting is him as a Force ghost and them having like a conversation about him turning back to the light, her getting some some closure or something like that with with him as a character because the relationship is very unique and it's always been limited to the series and the shows because she's not in the movies at all. She's not even mentioned so now that we have them in Clone Wars and we have them in Rebels, I feel like we're getting the ending of that relationship with her series. I see I see you cringing over there, Longo. What is it? No, not cringing. It just makes me laugh because Ray wasn't important enough for him to appear. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, you saw episode nine. You know what happened. You know what he talked to her about. Ahsoka talked to her. I'm going to be honest. If she lives to be in episode nine, like here's my thing with her series, and I, I don't want to go off of the Anakin appearing in this. I, I'm a cynic. Ahsoka needs to die. I, I need to see this girl die or Jesus sit Christ. down, sit down on a ranch, look out on the sunset and just be at peace. 
at some point these character stories have to end and I just keep feeling that we're dragging Ahsoka's on and I do not want her series to be focused on Anakin and Obi-Wan and Sabine and Barriss Ophi and, and Thrawn and Ezra. It's like, but this is called Ahsoka. And I feel like we have so many characters getting in this now that it, it's just making me slightly concerned for this series. But Pablo Memes, I don't think we've gotten your take on Hayden appearing as Anakin in the series. What, what are your thoughts? I'll shit myself if I see this man pull up. Look, hey, look, I, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is the guy I grew up with when it comes to Star Wars. Like, I don't care what anyone says about his character development or arcs. I don't care. Okay. I love the guy. Um, no, but for real, I, I think ex- you're exactly right about that, uh, Stars Only. Um, this is the Ahsoka show, so we're not going to see him in flashbacks. We're not going to see this in flashbacks. The, the flashbacks we'll see more than likely will be in the Kenobi series. This is for sure going to be a uh, Force Ghost Anakin. Um, there's no reason for them to do anything else other than that because, again, the show's about Ahsoka. What, what better way to do it than to give Ahsoka a nice closure to her master that we all grew up knowing, right? Uh, giving us flashbacks, yeah, in the moment we're like, oh, cool, Clone Wars, live-action Clone Wars, but that's just blatant fan service for the sake of fan service. And I have issues with that. And I think a lot of other people would as well. Um, but it and would why, really help. Why is there face paintings in the logo for the Skywalker Academy? Are clothing we bringing line? this up again? Yeah. We had the whole debate. <laughs> the Come on, yo. Academy. <laughs> yeah, so, so long ago, like I'm trying to get your take on is, is she, you think she's going to like teach the fucking next Jedi Academy Skywalker? Academy I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it or when or what, but it, it's like, the whole, okay, Skywalker Academy was was trademarked for a clothing line, right? So okay, we got the clothing line. They trademarked Skywalker Academy. Then what is this freaking logo? Why do we have this logo that has Ahsoka's? Please don't, please don't do this. Please don't tell me she's gonna teach like a Jedi. You, I'm telling you, man. If you're doing this in terms of story, why don't you just fucking do this in the sequels? At Come this point, on, Dave yeah. Filoni, his own fucking movie. Like, I, I don't like this Think stuff. Where Skywalker like, comes from? Who's the last living Skywalker after the sequels? And it's also according to Dave Filoni, Ahsoka could still be alive. Despite well, and everything even, we know. even what Gamer Guy says right here, this fucking infuriates me. Filoni said if he kills Ahsoka, and that's a big if. He'll do an animation where her story started. Come on, you're telling me I gotta watch I a series so. of her and then again in animation and then her story ends. People love yes, Ahsoka. Yes, and give me all the Ahsoka. Oh that God, live action, the live action appearance of Ahsoka was huge, not just to the you know real strong fan base, but to the the common grounds of the fan base. You know, the average Joes in the Star Wars yeah, fandom. You, so you know, I, I do not connection. I do not believe that in terms of chrono- in the chronology from her appearance in the Mandalorian, we will not see her in animation after that point. I don't think so. We might see her in the Bad Batch. Maybe they do another series before Rebels, but we're not going to see her in animation. After. I always forget there's another Bad Batch season. God, of course yeah. we, 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 we all forget. And, and you know, those last four episodes you know, are spectacular. I, I, feel, I feel bad about um, Ahsoka because I feel like since I, I've grown up with this character, I'm kind of over it, and I'm like, I want to move on to other characters, and I'm done with this. But the problem that I'm having with this is that it seems like her character story is really just getting started because she just had her introduction in the live action. She She's going to be the next big thing for a lot of Star Wars fans, and especially like female representation in Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to let this character go for many years. And I I, I don't know. It, it does make me a little concerned from the story. Um, maybe because and I'm... also the, represents that... You know, still being good, but against that dogmatic Jedi teachings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, she's she, a she is a great character. Like that—that that is what I, I think a lot of us and a lot of people in general really like about her is that 
I think you're hard pressed to find a lot of people who don't think she's a good character or a character who's gotten better. I mean, a lot of us remember. Unless they've only up. watched the first season of Clone Wars, because well, exactly. Like a lot of people, I, I fucking hated her at the beginning of Clone Wars. I hated her in the movie, but I think the point was to dislike her and have her being an annoying brat. And as time right. went on, you know, things changed and she really matured. But jeez, ah, man, I, if if you're telling me I, I get Ahsoka series, maybe we get one or two seasons. Whatever happens with her, Thrawn, and Ezra happens. And then there's a, another series that is animation, and then she dies. I feel like we're not going to, we're, we're going to continue her story for the next nine years. Nine? Um, I don't, if no. I can see it. If they, if they're giving her her own live action show, there's, I, I just do not believe they'll kill her off in animation. Yeah. She, she's, she's now a live action character. Like that's, and that always trumps anything else. Dave Filoni's never yeah. going to retcon any Rebels and Clone Wars stuff, but live action stuff comes first, and Lucasfilm knows what, that. The more he gets his feet into live action, and the more he notices it and knows how much people love it, and, and more of these characters that come up on screen that were his that are live action, you don't know what his reaction. He may say that now, you know. I mean, George Lucas also. I mean, think about all the stuff George Lucas said that he wasn't going to do or he was going <laughs> to do that didn't happen or did happen despite well, what he said. Me, man. I don't want Dave to become the next George and start <laughs> he's, on his think, he's his adopted son. I mean I, I, think, <laughs> I think Dave I think Dave's a little bit more of a further thinker. Like I think when Dave wrote Rebels, he knows I think right now he knows how Ahsoka's story can end. Whether we yeah. see that in ten years, five years, one year, he knows. George, I think he just wanted to tell his six stories and that was it. And care about the rest, one at a time. Yeah, I, for for me, I'm I'm still hit or miss with a lot of Dave Filoni stuff. Um, he's done a lot of things that I absolutely love, but he's also made a lot of decisions that I'm like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> um, he, he he has directed and written one of the least favorite episodes of mine in The Mandalorian, and um, I, I, him doing his own series. Just a little nervous, man. I, I really don't like what he did with Darth Maul and Rebels, um, the way that went out. I really wanted that to be something that would have been in live action because, like Goldman was just saying, like live action trumps all. So seeing Darth Maul in the Kenobi series in live action, I, I would have loved that. But uh, regardless, but back back to the Anakin thing. Um, I, I think I think all three of you are in favor of this. All three of you are excited about this. Yeah. And really give my take. Now, yeah. I, I think it makes sense. I don't want him to be a prominent role in the show. I'm not getting it super emotional about it. Would it be cool? Sure. What would make me emotional is if Ahsoka found out that... I think it would be better if Ahsoka actually found out that Anakin turned back to the light from Luke as opposed to from Anakin's Force Ghost himself. I'm just... I'm not a big fan of Force Ghosts because every time a Force Ghost shows up, it... There's a bunch of questions that result from it. Like, why didn't this why didn't this ghost tell this person this? And blah, blah, blah. And the sequels are a big reason for that. Um, but it looks like we'll probably see Anakin as a force ghost over flashbacks. I, I just don't really need to see Ahsoka and Anakin flashbacks. The thing with Anakin and Obi-Wan is in the movies, we never really saw them actually as friends. They had some good banter in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, but that was it. In Attack of the Clones, they're whining about each other the whole time. In, in The Phantom Menace, they don't like each other. We were brothers! He's overly critical. Yeah. So you ignored that whole emotional scene, Goldman? It's unfair. Yeah, third one. yeah just, just because he says it doesn't mean we actually get to see it. So. Right, I agree with that, yeah. So, seeing Ewan and Hayden actually like like each other in, the mov in live action form is something that we haven't really seen. I think would be cool. 
we've seen so much of Anakin and Ahsoka, but do we really need to see them in live action together? I, I, I just don't think so. At least not during the Clone Wars. Not time. during the Clone Wars. Yes. If it's if it's after if it's after Return of the Jedi and he's this Force ghost, I feel like that conversation is extremely important and. I think would almost grind the show to a halt because we all want to focus on that, which is good, which is a good sign. But how are they going to deliver this? Like, is he going to show up when she is in a dire situation and he like shows up to help her somehow, or is he there to give her advice or give her closure about the relationship? It's, um, it's going to be curious if he becomes like a prominent character who's constantly with her because you got to think Barris Ophi is supposed to be in this series. So she's going to recognize Anakin what if what if Anakin sees Thrawn? Like, what if Thrawn sees Anakin as a Force ghost? Would he not fucking no. freak out? Because he'd, he'd he'd be like, I knew this guy as a Jedi. I knew him as Darth Vader. That'd be a very interesting conversation. But if what if Ahsoka can't convince Thrawn that the Force is real and all that shit, and Anakin has to show up and do it? I, I don't. I don't. Uh, know are you suggesting they, they can never for the that. first time in Star Wars that a non-Force user is seeing a Force ghost? Yeah, isn't doesn't that break? That would canon? be. Oh, that'd be, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, did, did, no, Leia, I think... see, uh, did Leia see the Force? He always has his Lamari, too. He has, like, the no. Force, like, like uh, 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 deleted that, little creatures with him and everything. Ghost, huh? You think that would the fuck about the... Yeah. Uh... It's the Force! They're that literally would... talking through the Force! Yes! Would, if, no, no. If, it's a ghost. If, if Anakin showed up to anyone besides Luke or Ahsoka, I'd be furious. Because yeah. we've only seen Force ghosts do serve one purpose, and that is to advise a person who is currently struggling. No other purpose have we seen a Force Ghost do anything except wave to Luke at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. That's it. So if if they if Anakin just showed up and had a casual conversation with Thrawn as a Force Ghost, I think that would actually break what Force Ghost. Why are we about. have Luke and Leia at the end of Rise of Skywalker? Then there was no struggle going on there. Yeah, there was. It was, just, Ray, it was, was just to her identity, and they need she wanted their Luke? approval so she could take on the Skywalker name. <laughs> what about Luke and the Last Jedi when he forced projection? Even fucking Poe was like, "That's not Force Ghost. That's a projection. That's different. It's the same." thing. I think she no, assumed a lot from a head nod. Luke wasn't dead yet. Talking about Force Ghost, blue hue Force Ghost, not. Force ghosts uh, are like through the entire and vessels of the Force, whereas what Luke, Luke did, it was a literal like a transcribing of him Luke, into. Luke caught a fucking lightsaber with his bare hand as a Force ghost and Obi Wan sat on a rock and uh, Empire Strikes Back. He was squatting. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that leg day in. The, uh... And technically, he would have to have trained. I mean, how... I do like. I would still love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see an Anakin Force ghost. I, I'm a homer like that. I would love to see it. But at the same time, it's like. Technically, he shouldn't be able to because it takes a lot of training for people to learn how to do well, that. They the don't just one. Everything the know one, how to right? do it. Yeah, the chosen one. He literally was the embodiment he was also of the force. A Sith of the until force. the moment he died. That's true, well, but he came back. You won't go to heaven until you accept Jesus Christ, and if you do that, the moment before you die, oh, you'll Jesus. still be okay. All right. So, so the wills are Mormons, is what you're telling me. That, that's your <laughs> Absolutely. Telling me. The wills. Hey, George's sequel trilogy was going to go into that, so maybe we'd have known. (laughs) Stuff in the EU is like the Versco shit they do in that, in a lot of the EU is crazy shit. Like, I think it was uh, Anakin Solo's Force Ghost, like, guided people, like, during an evacuation or something. It could be dangerous. Han Solo fought an Otter Queen. I mean, not the EU is not great. There was parts of the EU. No, what I'm saying is that. We, I don't. I don't. I don't want to give. Back. I, I don't want to give the Force Ghosts the midichlorian syndrome, where we have to explain everything about them. Yeah. All we should know is that they show up to advise people, and that is it. They show. They serve no other purpose. But, 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 but that's all. But see, for me, like when I think of that, like like you're saying, we don't have to explain them because that does make it a little more complicated than it needs to be. 
um, there is nice to have some mystery to it. I'm seeing if like Ahsoka shows up uh, or Anakin shows up in the Ahsoka series to talk to her as a force ghost. If Thrawn or Ezra, if all three of them see Anakin, to me, that doesn't break anything. To me, that, that does not ruin any immersion because I'm like, oh. it's the force. It's the force. Of course, Thrawn's going to see it. It's yeah, the but, force's life. Why would he not see it? But in, just, in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Kenobi is very clearly there as a force ghost when uh, Luke's about to die on Hoth. So is Han Solo, and Han Solo, not what it doesn't doesn't itch. He he, he does not see him. So yeah, do they? He, I mean, I don't think I don't think he even looked. I don't think I think Han showed up uh, after Ben went away because literally like Luke's Han, like, no 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 Han Solo's in his tauntaun literally ran right through Kenobi's ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ran right. Through so unless ghost. unless well, this guy's just a very bad not. driver, <laughs> keep him off no, the road. They, they can't. They, they can't have casual people see Force ghosts. To me, that no, breaks so I much. Agree. Because the yeah, Force goes the whole thing. And, and is I know like... what they say. Because technically, every living thing is connected to the Force, right? Yeah. But it, but but not shit. everybody who's connected to the Force has the ability to tap yeah. into it. They don't have that, con- that 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 connection. Yeah. So so the, why the can Thrawn see the Bindu, but he can't see a Force ghost? Because uh, Force ghosts are not the Force ghosts are different. The Bindu is a, lo- a living creature that exists that's just strong with the Force. Force ghosts are dead people that Spirits. reincarnate into a become one with the force for one specific person but qui-gon did say that they join with the living force what what did obi-wan say in revenge of the sith when he's talking about qui-gon learning how to um it was just he just said speak through the living force oh yoda was like um or whoever yeah yoda he's like old master who uh like is in the netherworld of the force that's what they've constantly called it the netherworld is if you die and you go on. Right. Um, and there's different types of There's the cosmic force, there's the living force. And the living force is what the force ghosts go through because they're still connected to the living and everything that's living and, and they speak through the living force. And Qui-Gon, as far as we know, the way they described it, he only learned enough to manifest his voice, not his physical form. Yeah, well, Anakin fucking learned how to do it all. <laughs> like, dude, this dude was literally born of the... He is space Jesus. He can do whatever he wants. Sorry. There was a EU book about... It was, it was very interesting where it was right after Vader died. And I guess it's in some sort of netherworld of the Force. But Obi-Wan starts talking to Anakin. And he's like, you need to do this now or else your like, soul will be lost forever. And like he basically teaches Anakin how to become a Force goes very quickly through the net door of the Force. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> it's very confusing that you should just not explain and be like, "Oh, Anakin became a Force goes." I'm with you there. Guy. It's not something that I we mean, really I mean, need look to know. what they did with the sequel trilogies. We don't need training. It's it's we get it. It's fine. Let's. Keep moving on. <laughs> I'll go on a tangent, Lunk, if you want me to. It'll be a good five minutes. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think there's much we could extract from this fucking Anakin conversation. Um, God, I. I'm I'm so curious on how this is going to play out. You know what? I'm actually curious if Dave Filoni's mad that it even got out. Like I'm, I'm. Dude, you guys. Confident. By the way, we haven't we haven't uh, talked about this. Rosario Dawson flat out confirmed on Instagram, right? You guys saw yeah, that, right? And she deleted it. She deleted it because she goes, "Oh my gosh, they know." Uh, see you soon, Sky Guy, or something like that. She, she probably thought out. she probably thought it was an actual Lucasfilm yeah. or something. And she's done that in the past I mean, before. She shared she shared uh, casting rumors of the guy who's playing Ezra. She shared it to her story, and then an hour later. She deleted it, but uh, but I've seen some people like claim that it's kind of a smart promotional tactic to kind of oh oh here it is oh now it's gone and it gets people talking Drum about interest it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like okay, I can see if she was because like she probably doesn't even run her own social media accounts. Or at least she has someone a big well, star like her. You know for the most what it part. is? They would like 
if you look at the phenomenon that is the MCU, okay, there is just constantly theories and stuff swirling mm-hmm. around the MCU over and over again. To the point that people hated WandaVision because their theories didn't come mm-hmm. true about Mephisto, okay, and, and, which was uh. dumb. But it's like, you know, but it's so I think they're trying to do, trying to capture some of that with Star Wars to get that buzz, to get people uh, organically talking about it without them making announcements. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but the freaking, when the actor itself announces, you know, the main actress is, hey, he's in it. Then how can we, like, that, that's my problem is I She's do. Star it, Wars Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland. I don't know. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love those interviews. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, when everyone dies, well, not everyone. <laughs> not everyone. <Yeah. laughs> I love it, man. Whoop. And they put a Oops. hand over his mouth I'm just sure to Dave stop, to stop like talking. clenching his fist and. There's like five holes in his walls right now. Just yeah. Yeah. He's, he's cowboy hats. You know, you know a, lot of, a, lot of people, a lot of people forget that one of the uh, Asian characters in Rogue One, during Star Wars Celebration, he literally said in front of everyone that Donnie Yen characters, Donnie Yen's character died. Yeah, he's like, when this like, character die, and then people were like, wait, what the fuck did he say? Like, and oh, then Alex, what like, did oh, anybody, was I the only person that went into Rogue One when I first heard about it going, oh yeah, all these people are dead? I knew they were all going to die. We all knew that, but they did. didn't. They're not I think, I think to most, say that. I think, I think most people knew it was a fucking, <laughs> the second they announced the movie, like, what are you going to think? Oh, they don't get the plans? Like, we don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. happened. Like, they get the plans. We don't know any of these characters after, so they're probably going to be dead, dead, like, by the end of it. Um, I mean, fuck, it's Rogue One. You don't care about the characters. Is, is Favreau connected to the Ahsoka series? Is that yeah, he's an executive movie? producer. He's an executive producer, right? Yeah, he, he's, he's, but he's not doing anything with writing or... He, I doubt he's... I, from from the announcement, Dave Filoni is the writer, likely the series director. He's probably going to bring some people on to direct. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if John Favreau directed an episode or two. Yeah, and um, you have him there for think, his, like I for think, help. I think Filoni and Favreau sat down and they planned out what Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Rangers of the New Republic, what those are going to be about and where it's all going to lead. And then specific people will be in charge of the other stories. That's not the Mandalorian. Like mm-hmm. Favreau's not going to directly write Ahsoka. Filoni will, but Favreau knows what's going to happen. He kind of planned it out. Uh, Favreau is Favreau a writer on Boba Fett, or is that just uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's a writer. I'm pretty confident he oh. he's he's one of the writers for the series, if not like the series writer. I, I think Rob Roberto, Roberto Rodriguez is just um, like the series director. Mm. Well, I'm sure he's a driving force too. He he most yeah. likely has a, a you know a plan. Yeah. Right. Um, for it. But again, you know, especially these newer directors coming in, they might have a plan, but it's a plan that was thought out on a whiteboard with family. It's like they have the outline, <laughs> and then they say, "Okay, you can fill in the gaps." But it has to follow over all this. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. He well, learned we... from Feige. I kept saying this over and over again. He studied under Feige in Marvel. I'm telling you, and he's trying to. He's he learned a lot from Feige, and he's trying to apply the same kind of things that Feige did here. And that's why I still think. He, that's why I still think he could end up taking over for Kathleen Kennedy. I, I would not be surprised at all. I think it'd be a great move. Um, on to John Favreau stuff. We do have some Mandalorian leaks from uh, yet again Jason Ward. He put out a big scoop for Mandalorian season three. I'm using this uh, bulletin points from um, the Reddit leaks uh, page for Star Wars, and it says that the Mandalorian is preparing to film a sequence for the third season of the series. The sequence is currently casting actors and finding creative ways to use fan costumers to fill around 75 different Mandalorian suits of armor. The featured Mandos will be played by local actors, whereas background moments will use um, costumers from the fandom. These 75 Mandos are going to do some armor swapping of pieces to create even more variants to see on screen. Um, let's see. Uh, we know what that is. Like a, 
like a summary, I guess. It's like uh, uh, a lot of these Mandalorians from around the galaxy answer a call that Din Djarin sends out to the galaxy of Mandalorians for help. And his legend is growing throughout the galaxy as rumors of a true Mandalore returning is heard. And uh, when Din makes the call, it is answered by more Mandalorians than you could ever imagine. And um, I think that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah no, that, that seems to be it from the scoop. Um, so just sounds like a lot of fucking Mandalorians. Um, it, it sounds like what we all predicted about season three, right? We all mm-hmm. talked about how it was clear that he is going to become Mandalore in some way. And that at least season three, we all knew was really going to focus on the Mandalorians as like a culture and as a species. So Goldman, what, what are your thoughts on 75 Mandalorians? Is that, is that the lucky number? Well, I mean, it, it makes sense uh, with what they're setting up. I mean, yeah, we know they're going to uh, they're going to have to go back to Mandalore, whether it be in season three or later seasons, if they do more than three seasons. Um, but we talk about answering the call. It makes sense because they established at the end of uh, season two is that whoever has the dark saber, it's not so much uh, that they have it; it's the story of how they got it. And I guess right now the story is that Din Djarin beat the guy who was in charge of the the Night of Tears? Was that the, what they called it? Because there, there's still a big event in Mandalore's history that we don't know that took place after Rebels. And that's that Moff Gideon and some other Imperials at some point just went to Mandalore and probably glassed the whole place or just completely destroyed it all. So the Great Purge, they called yeah, it, right? Yeah, Great Purge. Yeah. So Din Djarin defeating the Moff, who was in charge of that, that's going to be a legend that rings to other Mandalorians and that will maybe inspire them to help take Mandalore back from the Empire. Although it would be weird. I still find it weird that the Mandalore that the Empire would be in charge of Mandalore still, considering the Empire is supposed to be in hiding right now and the New Republic's a thing. So it seems weird. And Mandalore seems like a pretty important planet in the Clone Wars. So you'd think the New Republic would want to get the Empire out of there. It's really confusing. But I'm sure when they explain it, it'll make sense. Every time there's problems on Mandalore, the the Republic and 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 the Jedi's always like say, "Nah, just just, just leave them." Deal with it yourself. You know, but it's it, <laughs> no, but they're always aware. But if the Imperial presence was still Mandalore, I feel like the New Republic would do something about it. I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, the yeah, game guy's right. That so, it was probably I, part of Operation I, Cinder I, because I, they did I, kind of mention Operation Cinder with uh, uh, what's his face's character with uh, Burke's character, Burke's mm, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I would think that the Republic would really care much about Mandalore just because of the troubled history of that planet. I mean, it seemed like pretty much until up until the Clone Wars, it had been known to be a war-like planet. Like, they always wanted to fight people and create wars. And uh, even Pre Vizsla was talking about how they got the uh, Darksaber from the, what was it, the first, like, Mandalorian Jedi, and he, like, stole it from them or something. Like, just a lot, a lot of drama, a lot, a lot of bad history think- with it. I think I don't think they care about Mandalore, but I think they care about they would care about the imperial presence on Mandalore. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, it is crazy. We, that, we've been like, saying this for a while, though. The moment we all saw Darth Vader, the Dark Saber, I think we all knew. Oh yeah, this is they're going to Mandalore, and there's going to be an issue with yeah. who's going to be the Mandalore. And when you look at Din Djarin's character, one am I? He he thought he knew what a Mandalorian was, and then Bo-Katan told him different, and then you got Boba Fett, which is even something different, and he, and. There's all this open-ended, like he's he's having an, uh, an identity crisis, and he, he's gonna find out he's gonna be in the middle of it. And you're Lear right now, <laughs> so that's it's gonna be the issue. And he's gonna give it up. You know, some he, he can't just give it up. He, someone's gonna beat him, and he'll be happy to be beaten to give him the darksaber because he's not gonna stay there as as Mandalore. I don't think that's mm. his path at the end of the day. Oh, well, I don't think it's gonna be Bo-Katan who beats him. It, it seems like she's 
kind of taking the back seat of like almost a um anti-hero kind of character i mean she started off as a villain kind of became good and rebels and all that and now i mean she mm. she's pretty uh resilient against uh din Djarin. She she's not happy with what he he did so not only that we found out that that the the mandalorian said that the cult that din was part of was the death uh watch. the death yeah. watch so yeah, but the, the, mean, that's what also she used to be part of is what he's at. He he has conflict with Bo-Katan now, who's not yeah. going to be on his side. She clearly wants the dark saber, which is weird because I thought Charity fucking gave it up to uh, Sabine. But then um we have no the Sabine Death gave watch it up now. to her. The, the, the armor Sabine gave it up to her. Oh okay okay I, I had it reversed. Um but then the armor is also probably going to be in season three, and she's probably going to answer the call, and that's going to be a little conflicting for Dinjar. And so I'm I'm really curious on how he's going to balance these two opposing views on mandalorian culture and either bring it together or find a new way like like he they he always says this is the way but like what what the fuck is that now like does he actually even know what the mandalorian creed is or should be anymore going back to mandalore and becoming mandalore i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if he kind of served as a aragorn or Jon snow type for character where he's a reluctant leader leader but he's the best leader and then he ends up just becoming the leader well, that's the, the whole, deserve, old, that's the whole old phrase, right? Yeah. The whole old phrase is the best leaders are the ones that don't want to be a leader. Exactly. So I can, see him, I can see him ruling Mandalore, even yeah, though he yeah, might not yeah, want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and, and to what Game Guy is saying, too, he's like, I don't want them to make Bo-Katan a villain again. You can, I mean, the way Mandalore is so complicated with its political structure and its ideologies that she could still be opposed, diametrically opposed to a faction or diametrically opposed to Din, but doesn't necessarily make her a villain. It's an antagonist. But that's the thing people understand. The word antagonist doesn't always mean villain. It just means opposing to the protagonist. Right, right, yeah. It's. I really hope they can go the Game of Thrones route with uh, the Mandalorians and have that like, political edge to it. You know, we, we always talk about Star yeah. Wars being like political and whatnot. And I feel like Game of Thrones, at least those first five seasons, made the politics aspect of it very interesting and... Uh, I think that would be a very nice addition to Star Wars and mainly starting it out with like a warrior like clan like the Mandalorians. It wouldn't be a bad idea, but I'm, I'm not sure if John and Mandalore is custom made for that because it's always had political strife and mm-hmm. it's always yeah. had. I mean, there are cultures that you want. I, I don't think they'd go too much in the politics, though. I mean, the, there's not that much screen time in each of the seasons of the Mandalorian. I mean, if you were to just take all the episodes, they would be what four hours long like is it each season of mandalorian is about four hours if you get rid of the credits and yeah i feel like that's right. i feel like that's not that much time to if they were gonna do some serious political shit they might type into it a little bit but considering din Djarin's the main character and he barely knows anything I'm but if sure. it spins off to a bo-katan show that will carry oh on. god yeah well i mean wasn't that a rumor that her and a uh, cara dune were gonna have their own spinoff series sasha and and and, and uh, the wwe broad sasha uh Sasha Banks, she's not even coming back yeah. for next season. She she came out and said that she won't be in season three. Yeah, she'll be in a book. Like, How does that make sense? Well, she's too busy filming that. <laughs> oh man, maybe her and the um the the other guy, the the dude Mandalorian that was with her in Bo-Katan, Um, yeah. they take they take turns switching who gets to be the side because he was not in the season finale for some reason. Like it was very odd that he was just missing, and I guess now she's gonna be missing. Um, they're busy. All right, so. Last last topic. This one's kind of unique because I know <laughs> you, you guys who are watching oh, or listening do not know this, but Longa and Gold, not Goldman, um, Palpatine's already been debating this. 
So this new book called The Secrets of the Sith, um, I have it. Pal Memes has it right there. There's a part that it kind of, I got, can we say retcon? Does it retcon the rule of two as we know it? Um, well, yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> it, Definitely. So, so basically what it says is in this, Palpatine explains that the rule of two, at least the way it was originally made by Darth Bane in the expanded universe in the uh, novels by, uh, what's his name? Drew Carpenter. He explained the rule of two as the Sith were fighting nonstop and eventually they wanted to, uh, well, not they. Bane realized the best way to do things was not to have a lot of Sith, have two Sith, one to embody the power and one to crave it. And the apprentice would kill the master, and the only reason they could kill the master is if they became more powerful than the master. And thus, every apprentice would become more powerful than the master, and it would result in someone like Darth Sidious, who is considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest Sith of all time, the most powerful. In this new book... Revan! No, oh, yeah. Fuck Revan. <laughs> <laughs> another debate for another day god damn it but um what should we call it palpatine goes on to say that in this version in the new canon for disney the rule two was created to uh mimic the dyad of the fourth which is what we know of ray and kylo ren and a lot of us are assuming um darth revan and uh bastila sean in the knights of the republic so palpatine specifically says that Plagueis tried to make the Dyad of the Force with um, him and Sidious. Sidious tried to make it with um, yeah, Palpatine. Read it. Can, can you read it right there? I don't, I don't think I can find the page. Yeah, which I think I'm on it. The Broken Bonds, the Dyad, is an elusive connection, one that cannot be created through will alone. Uh, he said, my master Darth Plagueis attempted to forge such a bond with me. Uh, though he was wise in the ways of the Force, he proved unworthy of the task. Um I'm not seeing where the rule of two part is at. Where, do you know where that's at in the book? It's going to be on the left. So it says, uh, for millennium, the Sith have adhered to the rule of two, but this oh. decree is said to merely be a pale imitation to its predecessor, the doctrine of the Dyad. Legends claim that two beings sharing this profound connection gain access to a great number of abilities, skills beyond the grasp of even the most powerful force wielder. Members of the Dyad are believed to be capable of transferring their life force to heal others. Some could even pass um, physical objects through time and space in an instant. If two Sith were bonded so deeply as to transcend their physiological beings, their power could uh, the power they could unlock together would have no limits or would no no yeah. limits. The so, whole point of rule two is killing your teacher. How are they going to have that deep of a bond? Because, <laughs> the whole okay, point but, is to well, kill hey, your hey, teacher. Longa, longa, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Every single motherfucker who practiced the rule of two didn't actually practice the rule of two. Darth yeah, Bane, they had their own. They had their Darth own apprentices. Bane wanted to get, he had a different apprentice. Darth Tenebris had a separate apprentice. Darth Venomous, Darth Plagueis, brought Insidious, told him to train Maul, and even Plagueis said, "I don't want you to kill me. I want us to be equals." So he. That, that's why it makes sense for him trying to do the Force Diet. I don't. I don't mind that. I honestly don't know if I like them. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm I love the Darth Bane story so much. I don't know if I like them retconning the rule two like this. I'm completely fine with the rule of two being its own thing for the Sith specifically, and the Dyad of the Force doctrine of the Dyad is what they're calling it be its own thing. You know, like like they don't have to they don't have to cross over. What, what do you got to say about memes? Um, could you not just have it be an extension on what happened because of the rule of two? So say the rule of two started off as as we see with Darth Bane and everything, and as the two Sith, because we know about the Force and it's kind of spaced out between all the Sith and everything. Uh, so there's only two. The power levels are much stronger uh, between those two compared to there's a thousand Sith, right? That's kind of what we know. 
Um, so could it not be, and this is how I would do it personally, you can have it both ways work really well with each other. Is it started out as what we know already with Darth Bane and everything. Um, but as they grew stronger, they, they started to realize maybe we can create this connection together. Maybe this is possible. And we all know the Sith, especially people like Palpatine and Plagueis and all of them, they, they, all they work for is to try and figure out a way to cheat death, to live, uh, you know, infinite life. Um, and so I think it'd be really cool if they do it that way, where it started out as this Darth Bane idea. And then as they grew stronger, start learning more because of their power. Then they're like, holy cow. Maybe we can create this dyad between each other. Maybe we can get so powerful that we can create this bond. And then what happens? Right? I, I think that'd be the best way to do it. I gotta I gotta go off. I gotta go off before it's while it's fresh in my head because it's gonna okay. Please do. A number one. Why can't the Sith come up with something without it always being an imitation of the Jedi? Okay. Now let me say something though. I hate the rule of two. I really don't like Darth Bane that much. I think I think it was silly to handicap your villains for a thousand years that way i think it's silly if they made it a little shorter maybe that'll make more sense but i think it's silly however it it cheapens the sith it cheapens the ingenuity and intelligence of the sith it cheapens a thousand year program that culminated with palpatine to take over the galaxy to become as powerful as it is it cheapens it by adding this if you want to keep the diet keep the diet just make it its own thing with them it doesn't have to be a part of the same it doesn't have to be sit trying to copy something it's a pale imitation well that pale imitation took over the fucking galaxy well, i don't i don't know exactly <laughs> the, imitation of the jedi itself i, I think like it, it, he's saying in this book that the rule of two um is, is it's a pale imitation of the doctrine of the dyad and it seems like the dyad was something that was in exegol like it like it was written thousands of that so it looks like the doctrine of the dyad came first and then the role two came because also in, in normal canon and even in the expanded universe it was darth revan and then later thousands of years we had darth bane so it kind of makes sense in that sense but I, I i do not like the idea of them taking the role of two and bane going okay i need to do this to copy the dyad instead of trying because i disagree with your, your assessment on the role two I, I i agree i don't like the role two but I think ultimately it did work, and the the way Bane explains it and the way he goes about it, I actually do like um, because it it does serve the Sith. He, I like the idea of the Sith being powerful and destroying the Jedi off of like pure power. But he says that you know the Sith we we deceive, you know we're, we're you know thieves, mischief, and so he rules all the Sith rule through the backgrounds through like assassins and bounty hunters and money, and they influence politics. So I like that aspect of it. I don't like that it's copying this dyad thing because then it's like, well, why the fuck didn't you just follow the dyad? And why did did all the Sith try to make a dyad? Like, what, what's the point of having? What about the fact that the dyad? Sith were a race before this? Uh, tens of thousands of years ago, they were a race. They were a planet. They were actually beings called the Sith. It wasn't just a title. Uh, it, it it just feels weird. To that, me. That's the expanded universe. But hit, hit us, yeah. Goldman. Hit us. I so because I have I have a semi different take. For one, I, I hate the rule too. For me, it just doesn't make logical sense. I understand that the way they explain it is that the Sith kept on fighting each other. So in order for that to stop happening, we'll just have two, a master to hold the power and a, and a apprentice to crave it. But for me, at least in the EU, the way the Sith always presented themselves was they're always very selfish. They want to do what's best for themselves. If that's the case, why would a master teach an apprentice all they know? To me, that doesn't make sense. But in the canon, the Sith is a little different. It seems like the way the canon has approached the Sith is that they kind of want to put the agenda of the Sith first over them being the most powerful person ever. Yes, Palpatine does want to be the most powerful person ever, 
but he wants the Sith to be the most powerful entity. Sith, ever. Sith rule. Yes, that's why he says once more the Sith will rule the galaxy instead of once more I will rule the galaxy. Mm. That's all how I always saw in the canon. So to me, now I understand, I don't really like any retcons really. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So I understand that the rule two is one thing and then adding the dyad changes that. I understand why people don't like it. But to me, it makes a little more sense that Palpatine would want to form a dyad with say Anakin or Plagueis because if they could do that, then that would be the most powerful version of the Sith that they could make. So in that sense, it makes sense. Um, it also make under yeah, it, it kind takes of away, it takes away individuality for the end of Sith. Well, also, also oh, remember real quick this it, this book like canonically this book is is narrated and written by Palpatine himself. So everything mm -hmm. that's said in here is coming directly yeah. from Palpatine. Um, so, so it's not just like well, it's a coming whole, from directly so, from a writer who's writing the new Palpatine. Oh. <laughs> well, why? But you see what I'm saying, right? It's coming straight. <laughs> technically, <laughs> come on. So like, going back to Palpatine, new Sith, like in. I could be wrong because I'm not a big EU expert, but this is what I believe I know, is that Palpatine, yes, he always had these apprentices, and he, but he would always try to replace them. But it feels like in the canon, like Palpatine wants Anakin to be the best version of himself that he can be. And then once he's Vader, he's always kind of testing Anakin to see if he still could be that great apprentice. And then once he realizes he's not, because he's kind of wavering, he's like, okay, Luke could be better. Luke is better for the Sith agenda. So let me have Luke instead of Vader. And then it kind of plays a little bit into the Rise of Skywalker, where yeah. he's like, my soul pass into you, thus preserving the Sith legacy as opposed to my own personal legacy. And then once he realizes they're a dyad, he's like, oh, screw you, I can do this myself. So right, that's how power, they, like life itself. Well, it, it literally is, 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 it creates life. And in, that's, in, that's what the Sith would want. How much power would they get yeah. from that? So right? in, that sense, in, in that sense, I understand like the rule of two a little bit more. It's that if there's just two people, then we can be, the Sith can be at its most powerful with just two people who respect each other as opposed to a bunch of other Sith. And the apprentice will always still try to kill the master. That's why the master isn't going to teach the apprentice everything they know, which is what Plagueis did to Palpatine, which is still weird. Um, that, so I still don't like the rule of two. I just think it's weird. Why would you want to kill off your whole organization? Like just tell people to stop killing each other. But, yeah, I know it's not that simple, but it's coalescing the power into it very just, few hands. I mean, it, it does take away the bureaucracy. It, it Let's put it more. that way. You know, it does take away the bureaucracy. If you read the Darth Bane novels, it does make sense because the Brotherhood of Darkness got rid of the um, the Darth name, and they also didn't let people like really study the ancient Sith. And Bane clearly got a lot more powerful studying the ancient Sith and just doing a lot of different things and just studying Sith alchemy and the dark arts and whatnot. He he remembered a thing called a thought bomb and that literally you know, killed as of right now that is also eu too it's still not really canon so. yeah that, that entire story arc is, is not what we, we don't really know like literally all we know is what happened with Bane and um the clone war season six and now from this book and it just basically says that yeah he makes the rule of two so we, we still have that um I, I feel like for me one of the things I, I really don't like about this diet of the force thing is that they talk about plague is trying to make that with Palpatine and Palpatine yeah. trying to make that with Vader. So how the fuck did it get made with Ray and Kylo? Because well, because they were natural. It was a natural born. They were, they were born into. They it. weren't looking for it. They discovered it. It was born into it. But like ever since, I mean, it's canon that since they were born, this connection was there. Since Ben uh, Kylo was born, then or Ben was born, then Ray was born. That connection, that bond, was always there because 
the the Sith, the dark side, we all know this is a broken vessel of the Force, right? The Force is the, the balance of the Force, at least according to George Lucas and Canon, the balance of the Force is a light side because all any dark side in the Force is is breaking that balance of what of what the Force really is. Um, and so with with Ben and Ray, it wasn't something they tried to make. It was it was a natural connection. Uh, the Sith and stuff they try they try to force that unnatural connection, trying to force this power into them. So. And, and, you know, to be fair, the way the dark side works, like we've talked about, you mentioned uh, Star Wars only about how, you know, they've always had other apprentices. It, it There is a little difference. If you notice, it's like the elite get, like, promoted up to Sith Lords, okay? So mm-hmm. all everyone else are just dark side users. And the, the key to it is to find people who are loyal but don't have that ambition that an apprentice would have. There was a lot of Inquisitors and a lot of stuff that they were just good soldiers. It wasn't necessarily about, it, uh, you know... Um, ambition to become a Sith Lord or become, you know, a, a Sith Master. They just liked the power that they had and they were loyal to their masters. Um, and I think, like, uh, the problem we had with Ventress was she was too ambitious. And that's why, like, Palpatine said, you need to get well, rid Yeah, of and he, he mentions that in this book of it, it is breaking the rule, too, but it, it was Palpatine realizing that Darth Tyrannus, Count Dooku, was getting apprentices that were becoming powerful. And Dooku wasn't doing this just to serve Palpatine. He was doing it to serve Palpatine, but also right. usurp him and, and usurp take him. his place. So it seems like that rule of two mindset is always going to be there for the Sith. And I think it is infuriating as an, as a reader, as a viewer, because it makes me look at the Sith and go, you guys are stupid. And like, come on, like we, we can do better than this. But they're the villains and it does make sense. And, and they're supposed to be cool, but they're also supposed to be flawed. And this, this is what's going to leave them down the road of never defeating the Jedi or never defeating the light side truly is because of things like the role to their greed and all that. But I, I feel like if we get it into the diet of the force and that's what they base everything on, it makes no sense to me that the Sith know about this and strive for this, but the Jedi don't like, like I don't think the Jedi have ever mentioned the diet or it doesn't seem well, like the Yoda Jedi, the Jedi don't like discovered, doing anything that's not always... natural. Right. And, and, the Jedi and, don't and like there's emotion. a lot of dogma. We, yeah. We've seen it over and over again. There's a lot of dogma in the Jedi order things that are, could actually be helpful. Like mm-hmm. the Force Ghost, for example. No one knew about the Force. Yoda didn't know about it. Right. Qui-Gon had to tell him. I mean, and that's in George Lucas's movies. We're not even talking about EU or anything else. You know, there's things that they didn't know that they'd figured out. And there's a lot of things that could be lost. Just I look at it this way. Just like the the, the Bible, there was there was hundreds and hundreds of books, right? It, that were that compromised the Bible. And then one day these religious people got together and said they had this council of Nicaea and we're going to decide what goes in this book and what doesn't. And they tossed out a bunch of shit and kept what they thought was pure Christianity in the book. And that's why I feel Jedi did is that they tossed out a bunch of stuff and it's like, no, no, this stuff is all bad because it could potentially lead to the dark side. And it became uber, uber dogmatic. And like, we can't, we got to avoid all of that because it's, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened with this situation. And to be fair too, um, I actually didn't have a problem with the diet itself. I'm like, eh, that's an interesting idea. I'm cool with discovering new force abilities. I'm okay with that because, like I said, we saw that in the prequels. They discovered a new force ability. They explained the force ghost was a new force ability. It wasn't something that they knew how to do. The chosen so I'm okay one. with I mean... that. Yeah, I'm okay with the, with the idea of a diet or how they work it. It could have been written better, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's silly to to cheapen the rule of two by applying it like. Why can't the rule two just be its own thing? Why does it have to yeah. be? Oh, they got this idea from the dyad when the dyad never existed until the sequel. It just it, it, see, keep them separate. Make let the Sith be the Sith. It doesn't have to be inspired I mean, I tend by the to dyad. Agree with you. Even though yeah, to me, I, I absolutely agree. To me, from a logical perspective, it, it makes it makes somewhat more sense that the Sith would want to base their 
rule of two off of what could be the most powerful bond in the force. But I understand like it, the, the prequels are the prequels. Yeah, there's certain things we can recontextualize here and there, but let's keep the main stuff the main stuff. It's the biggest reason why I don't like the Trozman prophecy at all, because when the originals came out, Anakin killed Palpatine to save his son. That was it. He wanted to save his son. There was no fulfilling a prophecy of destroying the Sith. So now that the prequels have the prophecy and the, the sequels have Palpatine coming back, they're like, oh, it ruins Vader's uh, defeating Palpatine. Even though when Vader initially defeated Palpatine, there was no Chosen Prophecy. So I'm not a big fan of them really recontextualizing the movies from future movies in any sense. Well, one could be saying saving his son requires the destroying of the Sith and saving know, the galaxy. It's, you need it's, to require, saving the galaxy is required to save his son. No, know? no, the so, thing is, the, it's like the biggest problem that people have with Palpatine's return is that now Anakin didn't fulfill the prophecy because he didn't destroy the Sith. If that was never there, I don't think people would necessarily care because in that moment, Vader, at least I think most people see it this way, Vader is saving his son more so than he is directly trying to kill the Yeah, Earth. yeah, yeah. 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 His, his, his pure inspiration at that moment yeah. was to save his son. But that doesn't go... Uh, prophecy is weird, right? This, you, in any kind of story that has prophecy in it, through time and memorable fiction or stuff that's applied to what people consider religion in real life a lot of times prophecy is very hazy and and mm -hmm. your actions even if your action isn't to say i need to fulfill this prophecy your you actions do. regardless of their motive is what leads to fulfilling that prophecy so yes yeah, yeah. well I, I think goldman makes a good point of like it seeming like a retcon on top of a retcon because mm -hmm. like in terms of release original trilogy yeah nothing about the chosen one prequel trilogy it made it oh no he he fulfilled that destiny as the chosen one that way that's mm. what he was supposed to do that's how it always was supposed to happen then you get to the sequels and palpatine's back so it's like well what the fuck is is he actually like honestly legitimately can we even consider anakin the chosen one anymore because everything everyone kind of said he is but he didn't defeat the sith so is ray the chosen one is it luke i mean there, well, balance was still brought to the force though for a certain time yeah, yeah for like for, 30, for 20 30, years you know 30 20 years but is it really balance of palpatine is still out and about doing his thing like was that truly balanced like even that is hard to quantify well, like what, what him kind of balance defeating the sith and balancing the force led to that had to happen for what we saw in the sequels i know i sound like a sequel apologist but that had to happen that prophecy had to be fulfilled to get to the point that we happened because Palpatine was also meant to come back and it was also meant to happen. And if Anakin didn't do that, the whole situation we got to finally getting rid of them wouldn't have happened. But, you know, here's, it's again, the whole idea is weird because did we really believe after Return of the Jedi we were never going to see this stuff again? That's, that's, that's the my, biggest reason why I hate that's the my problem with so it. Much. It's not. Well, that's why I like the idea. And there's that one line. I know this is going to be a real headcanon thing. And I've made posts about this and stuff. I've always liked the idea of the chosen one not being just Anakin. I've always liked it that the Force chooses multiple people throughout time to bring this balance back to the light side of the Force. As we heard in uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, misread the prophecy may have been. I know in canon it seems like the prophecy was read correctly, but I do like the idea that there was some misreads there and there was some misinformation there. And so what do we see in, in, in A New Hope? We see Luke just so happened to get this joy, that R2, so that the message from Leia can be sent to him so he can blah, 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 blah. It all happened because of that chance, right, sent by the Force. The reason is the Force. What happens in the sequels? We got Rey. We have this BB-8 joy. Oh, my gosh, everything happens by chance. She meets Finn. Then she meets Han Solo, which eventually leads her, blah, 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 to Luke Skywalker. So I like the idea that everything has to happen in this order through different people because the force runs through people, right? So it needs these people for this destiny. And so having just one person to do it all, I 
I think it'd work better if it's like, no, there's multiple people who were chosen by the Force. I understand Anakin's going to be the most powerful because he was born of the Force and everything, and I, I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I think it still works having multiple people because when you think about it, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't happen, then Ray wouldn't have eventually defeated Palpatine. And you can go backwards and say the exact same things. Uh, it's a domino effect, and everything needs to line up with these three people, Luke, Anakin, and Ray, in order for true balance to happen. And so that's yeah, just kind of how I believe it. and a non-Skywalker, yeah. <laughs> you see this? You see this? This cost me $20. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled wrong. It's supposed to end in an A-H. Uh, you, <laughs> walk my, this is actually my new merch, yeah. by the way. Buy my merch. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your trolling, Longa. Even though I disagree, I appreciate it. You know what, Longa? Watch my essay video. <laughs> he keeps saying that. He keeps saying that. If I wanted to know, know what, you how wrong you were, I'd watch it. Bro. Fine. And then, and then you can watch it, and you can mock me for the rest of rest of our lives, all right? I give you that permission. It makes for intriguing conversation, though. It does. Yeah, so Star Wars has reached this weird point to me where it feels like um, – we're always trying to explain something that doesn't really make sense because yep. it is Star Wars and it, it just it keeps <laughs> yep. piling on top of each other. You know? When in doubt, I and, wish and they like, just like, didn't like explain Goldman, the Force. Like Goldman said too, because it's like even in George Lucas's own movies, it's like something wasn't mentioned that he just created new canon to explain something that he already talked about. How many things did that dude it, retcon it, it, throughout his yeah, movies? Right. I mean, the Force itself was completely changed in Empire Strikes Back when Luke Skywalker yeah. lifted the lightsaber with his hand. <laughs> through the force like completely like wait what <laughs> now it's a physical thing not just a mystical thing there's more to it i mean vader could choke the guy in episode four that's true that's... never mind yeah yeah i definitely that was in the prequels though in the prequels. Well, but every every, every movie every of the nine main movies i believe has added something new to the force except for maybe revenge of the sith Attack of the Cl Attack of the no, Clones added no, the, the no, Force yeah. Lightning well, let's, projection let's thing get, that Yoda let's go does. Real quick, so episode four introduced the Force. Episode five, you could levitate things. Episode six, you could shoot lightning. Mm -hmm. Episode one, the Force run, Force run, speed run, the Force no, run. I feel, like, I feel like there's you. more. No. There has to be something else. Well, there's made a Chlorians in the Chosen One prophecy as a well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ep episode two, Yoda yeah, lightning. I mean, Yoda lightning. Can, I guess uh, you can. Yeah, telekinesis or um, not telekinesis. What the fuck is it called? Um. Is it is it uh, telepathy or I don't know? But you can absorb lightning and shoot. Being it back. able to guide how they fall and landing softly with that yeah. that we pretty much saw in the first um, uh, kind of the Sith would be. Um, I guess you could um, say like the way to live, um, the dark side, the, mm -hmm. the Plagueis thing. Yeah, the way to cheat death. Or, yeah. or seven, the, the visions seven. maybe. Episode seven does a lot of things. You know, you could stop the blaster bolts, hold people in place. Uh, episode eight, Luke did yeah, which was one of the greatest force power things I saw. That being stopping blaster bolts, I thought was spectacular. When I saw no, that it in the first awakening, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "That was awesome." I, I didn't uh, enjoy that. Episode eight, Two they had uh, Luke's force projection. Episode nine, I mean, they had like force drain, although that was kind of in the canon. Yeah, the whole and, and, dyad. And the, and the dyad. Well, that was more so technically introduced in episode. Well, then eight. you also have the force ghosts and the whole energy thing. And if you want, you can say Rogue One introduced. Being able to see with the force, they're all being blind. What came first, Kanan being blind or Rogue One? Uh, Rom Coda, you insensitive motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. In the canon. You can never disrespect my boy. I've been the Force game just to remind myself how awful the controls of that oh, game were. As, as far as prophecy, I think you've read it, Star Wars only. But, but um, Master and Apprentice? Uh, with, uh, uh, with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you really see 
you know, how, how unsure everyone really was about this prophecy. And, and even Qui-Gon wasn't completely sold on it the way Dooku was. And then when Qui-Gon started getting deep into it, Dooku was like, maybe you shouldn't be that deep into it. And it keeps seeing going back and forth and back and forth to where it's, it still could be really misunderstood. And we, to this Would day, like we might Would not like know what that prophecy really was meant to be. Would it would it be a bad idea for like eventually someone I don't know how or where like really get into the creation of the prophecy? Maybe maybe we tell a story from uh, the timeline of the acolyte or thousands of years before that. Like some Jedi or Sith goes through the prophecy and um, it, what Yoda said is true that it was misread or something like that. Like something like was slightly off where like the Jedi interpreted it as oh there's going to be this Jedi who like um, you know fucking brings balance to the force and whatnot but then it turns out to actually be like they read it and it says no like this he will destroy everything like jedi and sith alike like I, I, that, 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 that. is is someone seeing the future which yoda warns the future you know visions vision of the future is flawed, yeah. mm-hmm. are flawed and we, we're seeing it in the high republic too right El, elzar man and what's going on with him we're seeing how his visions He's seeing what he's supposed to, but he might be messing shit up more than he's helping. No, no, it's, actually, it's, it's the thing. Every time someone has a vision of the future, it always happens. Or the character trying to stop that vision ends up indirectly causing it. Same, Anakin did that in Revenge uh, of the Sith. And in a sense, Luke kind of did it. He had a vision of Kylo Ren turning the dark mm-hmm. side. He picked up his lightsaber, and that's what caused Kylo Ren to turn the dark side, mm-hmm. even though he did it unintentionally. That's why I think we're going to see Dark Ray again. Oh, fuck me, come on. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Here, Just here. saying. Have Dark Ray face off against Darth Jar Jar and let Darth Jar Jar win. Look, there's even a new picture of it. Look at that. You know, if if they kill Ray off and oh, Jesus. pretty epic. There's her parents. Hey, this book is awesome. I don't care. What are you army saber? I will admit. Pickle Snow. The book is what, good. One of my favorite things about this podcast is when, like, Puffins will say something, and then what of you guys just go, oh, fuck off, I'll fuck like, this. Screw <laughs> you, man. Who invited you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, a simp, man. okay? For my girl, Ray, I'm a simp, and at least I admit it, all right? Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say I'm all on board for Daisy Ridley. I mean, I, she's beautiful. She's fine. Beautiful. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Doesn't I don't, mean I don't, her character's great. Hey, after she killed that guy with her car, I don't know if I want her back in Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I saw that video pop up on my feet. I was like, Star Wars, only the, the, the memes that came out of that were so funny. Oh, they were great. Dude, the, the, that whole Twitter thing, I was. That was interesting. It's like, it's like Daisy Ridley's driving a car, not so easy without a co pilot. <laughs> funny shit like that. Or the, How uh, long ago was this? Does she really have her license? That's the question. Yeah, well, well it, it reminded me of that. Um, that, I don't know. It's a, a tragic thing to talk about, but when uh, Jake Lloyd was um in that high speed chase and people oh were God. posting, oh, "This is pottery yeah. dude." That's <laughs> that was. Funny. I don't give a fuck, bro. That's I was God. in tears. You guys know, was... <laughs> uh, you know, you know Matt Lanner. Um, Matt Lanner. You know Anakin in the Clone Wars. You know he shared yeah. a meme about that situation, right? He shared this like awful meme. It was like it was no, it wasn't like awful. It was like, oh man, Anakin really did turn to the dark side. So I was like, Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm, bad. Lucasfilm should call Jake Lloyd and ask him to cameo in something. I mean, he's old enough now where he doesn't look like young Anakin anymore. Is he still in jail? No, he's he's never he's never been in jail. He's been in a psychiatric facility. He has schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. So. I do not think interviewing him would be the best thing, but he's been interviewing. <laughs> I've past, seen so. it. He seems very, he's obviously on the edge and stuff all the time. Yeah. It's he, a very sad situation. He, yeah. It's, it's extremely tragic. Um, he, he does have a lot of self-awareness though, which I 
can appreciate and he can hold a conversation very well um i can i know i know people who know him but i do not really want to touch that with a fucking 10 foot pole honestly mm-hmm. but um geez i remember that uh that one kid who said i was almost anakin coming out with that thing not too long ago and um i bet you he watched that uh that jake lloyd uh car crash thing or um the the high speed chase and was like i thought it was a bullet that wasn't me, wasn't me. Yeah. i mean it's it's messed up though because everybody reacts to things differently obviously yeah some people would have been able to handle the, the bullying right. and everything right. that happened and that's not saying he's weak for not being able to no no that, please um, don't but, no, don't take more. Oh no, you're. Oh no, no, no. I'm just. I'm not saying. No, you I'm saying this. to the audience. Yeah, like, audience can saying. they can misconstrue things don't very easily. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no. For it is, it's a very sad situation and stuff. And yeah, yeah. But, but. well, he uh, he shouldn't have been in the prequels. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, at least he's not getting his lightsaber polished hey, on Instagram. His parents so, you know. signed the contract for him. Did he have any <laughs> any say on this? I mean, he probably, yeah, probably. If he, if he was like, hey, I, I don't want to do um, this movie, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't have made him do That's it. True. I, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I think this is this is back in fucking. He was casted probably in like '97, '96. So no, yeah, pro- probably around '97 because it, it it was the time of like Star Wars. If you get cast in that, I mean, you're set for life. Look at fucking Daisy Ridley and all the people we have now. Imagine doing that at fucking nine years old. It's uh. Yeah. I, I'd want to do it as a kid. Who the fuck wouldn't? I'd do you it know? now. I don't care. <laughs> but we've seen what it's done to careers. We saw what it did to Ahmed Best. We've seen what it did to uh, who we're just talking about. We've seen what it did to uh, Hayden. We've seen what it's done to a lot of people. Well, even, even Daisy Ridley, who's like obviously a great actress, she's kind of, I want to say struggling because she has plenty of projects, but she's not seeming to be anything insanely huge. Unless she plays Spider Woman, which I know what cursed it. Alec yeah. Guinness is what cursed them all. Yeah. No, no, you know, yes. I'm gonna be honest because he got he would get pissed anytime anyone would talk about Star Wars. Why are you talking to me about this stupid no. movie? Okay, okay, I, I, I think that is not only overblown, I, I really think a lot of these people ended up shooting themselves in the foot. Like Ahmed Best, that was an extremely sad situation. Most people hated his character, but like, come on, like, if I feel like anybody, like, looking back now, we can all look and be like, that was a really poor idea, but. I don't know. I, I feel like he, it wasn't really surprising that Jar Jar wasn't well received. Um, but like Al Guinness, he, he didn't, I don't think he hated Star Wars that much. He talked very positively about it in certain interviews and whatnot. Um, he wanted to be remembered for other things, but like Harrison Ford had a great career after Star Wars. Mark Hamill did. Fuck is the force. Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman said that Star Wars almost killed her career, but I don't think that's because of her character or anything well actually was because of her character it was because of the movies that she was in so i feel like a lot of these these actors like expect the world when it comes to star wars like everything's just going to open up um but it's really hard because only people only see you as that character and it's on you to break out of that and a lot of that goes to your approach like i i think out of the three that we've had recently john boyega oscar isaac and um daisy ridley I think Oscar Isaac has done the best in terms of his work. Oh, definitely. He's in everything now. Yeah. Like, like he, he really used that to propel him to a certain level of fame. I I don't see Daisy Ridley really doing that. I think she's kind of, I don't know. um, She was never, I I don't know what Oscar was in before force awakens, but Daisy was still in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Daisy was was always a very low. She's kind of like the Mark Hamill. She's not really known to another, other things and stuff. And then, yeah, but Oscar Isaac was actually the only person, if you think about it, who, wasn't was, a homer 
he was kind of the Harrison Ford, right? If you think about it, it was just like bit. people. Every time people would ask him a question about it, he would make a smart comment. Yeah, if I need another house, you yeah, know, he would he would, yeah. he would just you know say these things. He's like, man, I'm an actor. I'm moving on to the next thing. I don't care. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. And then he's, you know, he makes he he makes it light. Everything that we talk about Star Wars is all very very light and not serious. And it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a movie. Didn't he like? I feel like he gave the best performance out of the three, though, yeah. even though his character probably wasn't the best. It really felt like, like after The Force Awakens, everybody was like, oh, Daisy Ridley's going to be like a huge star. But then, like, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker came out, and it looked like when it came to like her acting or her trying in the role, like it's like she mentally checked out and just didn't really care, at least as someone who was watching. Uh. Well, Poe also became a tragic figure in the uh, the certain segments of the Star Wars fandom, to where it's like, can you believe they treated him like that? Hold on, oh, just course, talk down course. to him, <sighs> and you know, he, he became he was the first Gina Carano, right? Uh, that that's basically what it was. Uh, but he didn't say anything publicly. But but even the Gina Carano thing, like with her her relationship with Star Wars, people were going to be like, oh, well, Star Wars did her dirty. It's like, no, she did herself dirty. So, yeah. so I feel like a lot of these actors, like, they, they do this to themselves, and then, like, people are like, oh, it's Star Wars, or it's the fandom, or it's reaction we had to them. It's like, no. It's, it's like, honestly kind of 50-50. Like, there's a lot of actors that don't have a career, but there's a lot that do. I mean, look at Adam Driver. His career is absolutely exploded. Exactly. And, his, his and how many interviews has he done about Star Wars? He doesn't talk about Star Wars. Dude, even no. in, like, in, <laughs> if you look at, like, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker press tours, he's barely in anything. Like, he'll do, like, one interview here yep. and there. In The Rise of Skywalker, if you look at, like, all the Star Wars Celebration stuff, all of the, like, Galaxy's Edge stores, Adam Driver's never there. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he sees Star Wars Nobody, as, like, no, Him, well, his people, no one even came out and said when they were people were harassing his wife, when the Raylos were harassing his wife and shit. They didn't even say nothing about that. It just move on. I'm I'm, I'm an actor. Yeah. I got a big career. I don't well, care. Well, why do you guys think he did so well? <laughs> just, because it, it really did seem like from the get-go of, like, making these, um, making these new movies, he was, like, above everybody else like daisy was probably going to be a bigger star than he was like finn being at the time potentially the first black uh black lead in star wars like all that stuff was a big deal adam driver the villain this fucking white guy who like doesn't meet the uh diversity quote of these days like he's the one who made he's it the, the heir best. to darth vader that's, that's not why. why. That's not why. Yes, no. it is no. why. He's the heir to Darth Vader. Yes. I think he might have been, Hayden Christensen was Darth Vader, and he didn't have anything remotely like Adam well, Driver. Well, it's because Adam, Adam Driver's an actual good actor. Adam he Driver. Was, Adam Driver. You're going to say that now? After Adam Hayden Driver was Fury. tasked with the hardest character to play in the sequels. I mean, in terms of actual emotion, you needed the most out of Kylo Ren compared to any of the, the other characters. Mm-hmm. And Adam Driver not only like met those horrors, but he exceeded them. So that's probably it why was the highlight of the sequel trilogy. Kylo Ren was Everyone. actually a good you, character you, and, you'd a, be and pressed, a well acted character. You'd be pressed to find someone who says that Adam Driver is not the best actor out of the new cast of the sequels. Exactly, but 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 that's that that goes to my point of like some of these actors dictating their own futures, even by their roles in Star Wars. Like I feel like when you look back, Adam Driver, Harrison Ford, and Ewan McGregor, all three, despite not even having like the lead roles in their movies, gave it their fucking all and like reap the rewards for, for years after i mean th- these are these are the guys when i think of like who really broke out and you know stand above their peers in the star wars movies those are the guys who did it well Whereas, that goes to work ethic though right that goes to work ethic at that point yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean the character of the movie it's the work ethic of the, of the ethic. yeah but, but but that's but that's what i'm saying like I, I don't i don't think it's fair to blame star wars for some of these other actors um you know mishaps in life and whatnot, like oh, Jake. Yeah. It's not purely Star Wars. No, I yeah. mean they still have some agency. I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think Star Wars did any favors for Hayden Christensen's career. They might have get, but was that Star Wars' fault? It was his fault that he looked like a giant doofus as Anakin Skywalker. That wasn't Star Wars. Was fault. that not the director? I, I, I oh, no, no, director, the director. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, George Lucas could have directed him better. But here's the thing: the greatest director can only add so much to a person who does not have the talent. I mean, there. That's why. I'm, that's a, so part, that's the one thing I'm really excited for this Kenobi show because I, I, you know, people are always like, "No, Hayden is a great actor, just bad writing." And so I, I hope we see that fulfilled. And the Kenobi show, and especially even with the Ahsoka, whenever he shows up in Ahsoka, um, what did Hayden do before her fan? Before, before he Christ? was in the uh, the Goosebumps. You, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, uh, was the Goosebumps, the Goosebumps that's, episode. Uh, that, that's that's yeah. I don't <laughs> want to mess with that resume. If you think yeah, about that's... all these franchises, how often do they have? Because Star Wars is notorious for having unknowns play the lead roles. There's not that many other franchises I feel like that do that. I mean. Marvel, all, Marvel, all the characters are well-known actors. Pretty. Well, much. I mean, Lord of the Rings when it like first came out. Yeah. I mean, Lord a lot of, of, and a lot of them been, wasn't really well-known. Most of them weren't. Um, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it's like Lando uh, Bloom was just getting was, started. Like, a lot of them have had. Reese Davies was the only one. He was a he was a a, 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 a long-time actor in TV's movies and the stage. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Look at the Lord of the Rings. He's the one who played Gimli. Not many of the Lord of the Rings characters have had like breakout careers since then. Well, they haven't needed to, but that was the thing is that like they're they're like those Orlando Bloom. So I can't. A lot of them, not all of them. Orlando Bloom took off. Yeah, and I mean Elijah Wood is Elijah Wood. He still had a good career after that. A lot of people people have had good careers, but they have Elijah Wood. He really he did a lot after, um, even though they were kind of. He was in that uh, Shark Boy and Love Girl. That's right. Fuck well. Oh my gosh! No, that was uh, no Spy Kids. He's the guy. He's the chosen one. He's the guy. Oh my gosh! (laughs) He's the false prophet of the chosen one. You have you have Hugo Weaving. Uh, You have Ian McKellen. I mean, we're talking some big names here, dude. There was some big names in there. Even fucking Count Dooku. Count Dooku was in Lord of the Rings. You're talking about old Ian McKellen and uh, Christopher Lee older established actors they were already pretty i'm talking about character actors that weren't that well known compared to what they were well, after yeah but vigo mortensen did have a really good career after that orlando bloom and so did elijah wood and those you could arguably say are some of the three to the top of the main cast well andy circus got his breakout um yeah. role in that That's too uh, that was a big one he, he ended up becoming snope so yeah, it's it seems like these franchises are good for launching people's careers, but it's entirely up to them to actually propel themselves to the next right. level. Um, so props to fucking Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac for doing it. Um, I, who do you guys think is going to come out on top between the two, the the two two friends, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley? Who do you Boyega. think is going? Boyega. Boyega. He already Boyega. is. Okay, he's, 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 he has like his own. I'll tell you company. why. He has more from my what I've noticed. There's more fire in his belly to do this. I, I really feel like um, Daisy Ridley's going to go. I'm going to use quotation marks around this because it's going to sound negative and I don't mean it to. Producing, um, directing. I, I think she, no, no, no. I think she's going to go the easy route and just continue to do more Star Wars stuff. I, I think I think she just will come back. Catch for a check. Like, yeah. Back well, Star Wars? Yeah, I think she'll come back for a series. I'd be like happy. I know, I know you guys would, um, but I think she would because she would be like, you know what? Like, it would. It would make her career not only like a little longer, it would give her more windows of opportunities to be like, okay, like I'll do a series for Star Wars for like two to three years. And then after that, I'll go do something else. And like, I'm on board. As long as she studies how to do a death scene and die, I'm on board. Oh, fuck. No, yeah. no. Daisy really, she's, <laughs> she's actually done a lot of uh, voice acting. 
besides Star Wars. Yeah, she, she's yeah, done a few movies. Narrating she, mostly, yeah. She's done some narration. Apparently, she's voice acting in a video game coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's already out. Um, I think she she voice acted in like the Roger Rabbit movie. No, the they. Rabbit? She was going to. I think it got replaced by someone because she quit. Well, I think she was in the first one. So, not the second maybe one. it was the first one. Maybe that was it. It's something like that. Yeah. I mean, what's it called? Mark Hamill had an excellent career as a voice actor. Hey, it's Mark Hamill. Let's not compare Mark Hamill to Daisy really, please. No, I'm, I know. Awesome. He has. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, they, I'm, I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with going down that route and becoming a voice actor. Oh no, voice actors are very. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, honored. Look at my career. boy, Dean Bradley Baker. He is like the lead of the Bad Batch, and in, in every single scene, you know, it is only him. I don't know what that guy's uh, check was every week. You no, know, voicing seven, however many characters. <laughs> if, if, if well, she did a voice this year in for the video game 12 minutes yeah yeah she was wife <laughs> great like it's not yeah. even named nope. it was wife that, that was <laughs> yeah it's like some role play game or something like that i don't know oh uh, i mean yeah only thing i've seen since rise of skywalker is she did a video game for the dawn of art she was a narrator uh baba yaga in a short uh she, uh, she was magda in a baba yaga yep. short uh, another documentary short she was a narrator for asteroid hunters uh, she was Viola in Chaos Walking, uh, and then that voice of 12 minutes. And that's all she's really, everything else right now is in post-production. Yeah, production. None, of, that's these, all she's none really of these done. sound like big paydays in like even no. the slightest, like anything that's like you go to a theater and you like, you sit down, um, to watch. I, I feel like Boyega and definitely Oscar Isaac, especially with him being in Dune and, um, mm-hmm. and, and all that, like Oscar Isaac is a superstar. Him and Adam Driver are like superstar actors. John Boyega, he's done a lot of indie films since, the force awakens well, he has his own production company yeah the I whole pacific see... rim thing and stuff and besides pacific rim he hasn't done any other like blockbuster-esque movies he's done a lot of indie no. films yeah um i think but he so is, was Robert he... pattinson and look what happened to him now he's the batman yeah so i mean again the rise of scalp came out less than two years ago so it seems like forever ago but yeah it'll yeah, take a little yeah. while I, I honestly i think i think she's gonna go like i know you said hit your wagon to star wars i really think i could see her especially with the money she comes from and, and the family and the, the acting schools and all the money spent on her to try to get into this career i could see her going the route of a sofia coppola who sucked as an actress and becomes a director and wins academy awards as a director or a producer i could see her you know doing what? That i'm not i'm 10, not even years down the road i don't want to say anything about her directing i got i got a lot of shit from the Raylos for a fucking <laughs> I guess talking about shit that I heard about Daisy Ridley. Dude, I had people DMing me saying, hey, can you talk to your friend? I felt so bad. This is I why was I hate like, Twitter. Yeah, I was no, like, no I was like, I that one person I'm... blocked me, and I don't know if it was on purpose. But like, it was like literally like a 30-paragraph thing, and I read it all, and then I was like, oh, I can't respond. Jesus. This is why I don't Good job. Good job only. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't care enough about Ray or Daisy Ridley, but I also well, I, I do. I don't dislike. I don't dislike her. I, I don't. I don't hate her. I'm gonna make but. a uh, Star Wars only hate burner account on Twitter. She does have a producer credit from 2016, the Eagle Huntress documentary. She was an executive producer. I think she. Uh, I think she voiced that, didn't she? She like that wasn't. Didn't she narrate that or something? No, that was the uh, she, asteroid one. Yeah, that was the asteroid one. Or maybe, maybe, she can, maybe she can voice a Star Wars documentary and tell us what actually happened with the sequels. There you go. And, and, and tell us about all the uh, the fun times she had with Ryan Johnson, JJ, and... Um, well, if there's anything, the, the, the cast does love JJ, if anything. 
That's what's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's I know it sounds like I hate Dizzy Ridley, Dizzy Ridley guys. I, 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 I actually enjoy her. Right? She could whisper in my ear all night long. I, I think she's. I think she has a lot of capability to be a very good actress. The rules just haven't been there yet. So. I think she's annoying. <laughs> being honest, Skywalker. Where are you at? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really care about actors too much. I just want to see them play characters I like. Is that, is that mean of me to say? Like, no, no, not so, at all. They're they're way above us. Yeah, I, I, I wish Jackson is how I feel about that. I, I can't stand listening to the guy like give any like like real rational thoughts. But um, I love watching that motherfucker act. Like, they're, they're talk about a good actor. I wish all these actors nothing but the best for their careers. But I'm not going to go see a movie just know. because they I mean, we got two jokers. You look at Heath Ledger, and you look at Jared Leto. Character I love. <laughs> Big difference in performance <laughs> between the two. We live well, in a society. <laughs> I wanna buy. <laughs> Isn't that right, Batman? Good, good God, <laughs> that that ending to Injustice or not fucking the, the Zack Snyder cut. It, it was. Dude, me and my brother, we were crap. laughing. Like, like, look, he loves. That's like one of his favorite movies ever. The Snyder cut. I thought it was good. I thought it was Why? all right. We were literally laughing. I said, it's the society scene. And then they didn't even have him say it. It was just for a freaking promotional trailer. I was so disappointed. I was like, what was the whole I hate, point? I hate the era that we're in that people genuinely believe that Zack Snyder is a quality like director and storyteller. He can fix the prequels. I, I, should, I, should, I, should, I should clip that post on Twitter. God, did you, did you guys movie. see Army of the Dead where he literally had a no. dead pixel, like a third of the fucking movie? <laughs> And like most, he he did like he was the director of photography. I didn't, I didn't pay attention because it was such a bad movie. It, and I like Zack Snyder. I'm not like on your end. I like Zack Snyder. I love Snucker Punch. I thought Snucker Punch was great. I love 300. I, lo- I love Watchmen. I mean, he's done some really, and yeah. I really love the Snyder Cut. I, I did, uh, but we just—he's a better director than George Lucas. I'm sorry, Star Wars only. He's a better no, director oh, than George you, Lucas. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about storyteller. He's a better more director creating directors than like Ryan Johnson in Star Wars. I'll, director, sure. Uh, writer, probably not. I, I I don't know if I agree with who who is the better director is between Lucas and uh, Snyder. That, that's that's kind of hard for me to think about because yeah yeah because you're a homer. Lucas, <laughs> I am. I get the edge to Zack Snyder. I remember watching 300. All that like blood that was literally just like with the Kool Aid. They all came out thick and weird looking, and it was a bunch of well. Sex. It was supposed to be a pastiche of the graphic novel. If you looked at the coloring and 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 the filters he used, was it was to make them look mm-hmm. like they were right out of a graphic novel. Oh, so, don't give me that artistic vision shit. It's all right? the it truth. Was corny. I'm sorry, it's but it right. is. Look, I don't right. want to expand that movie, but he is right. Well, I, I I'll take that he's right, but uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> That's Who never thought neat. me and Palpa memes would say each other's he, right? He, he, he wasted my time with <laughs> hey. that that shitty Man of Steel movie where like Superman's got to be all sad and serious, and then he I, gave I me Man of Steel. I, was a good movie. I like Man of Steel too. I didn't it's like BBS. what it is, but it, it, it like it's too much. The, the dark yeah, take on Superman was not done right. Um, the, the boys did that a lot better with um, Homelander. That, that's that's the best way. Well, to he do wasn't, it. but he wasn't supposed to be that. That was the whole thing. That, that he wasn't supposed to be that. He, he was just supposed to be someone struggling to find his identity because he wanted to be part of the world, be human just like everyone else. But at the same time, he has this responsibility and his power that his father told him not to. Yeah, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't show up to to these Superman movies to hear about his like well, how he needs to feel related to the human population. I want this motherfucker coming in, Mister America, you know, saving the day, King Brainiac's ass, 
And instead, I got him looking at his dad, fucking a hundred yards away, just giving him a wave, of like, "No, you don't have to save me from this tornado." Too. Okay, that part made no sense when he lets the tornado yeah. take him. Why, why don't Why don't I go to the fucking preacher at my local church to ask how to defeat wow. Zod instead of my fucking wow. father? <laughs> right. Wow. No, I did have a problem with that. His father telling him not to save him and telling him not to show him. So I that was that was the one part of the Man of Steel. <laughs> That writing that I'm like, parts. yeah, no, this, this is bad. This is this doesn't make any sense. Well, Warner Brothers is a bunch of idiots, not only for screwing over Zack Snyder, but having faith in the man to launch this DC universe and, or whatever. And not giving a not shooting the second Dune already. Seriously, that movie is spectacular. This is the best movie I have watched since Lord of the Rings. The cinematic experience of this movie has blown away anything I've watched since Return of the King. Jeez, I hope you're right. You're, 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 I'm hearing good and bad. I'm, right. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I've never seen Dune. I don't know anything about it. I but I, what I've heard is that if you're if you are a fan of the Dune's lore, you'll love this movie. If not, it's up in the air. Well, because there's still a lot of stuff. Because it, it, remember, it's a, it's a developing story. Yeah. And if you watch just this first part, and there's not a lot of action, and there's a lot of world building going on. To some people who are just general fans that just want to see Vin Diesel fly a car off a building or a dinosaur in the passenger seat with them, this is going to be boring to them. But if you appreciate world building and you appreciate writing and you appreciate character development and character arcs, you'll appreciate this movie. That's why I appreciate The Last Jedi too. <laughs> really, that's, that's, that's what you got to go with? Mind you, I said good writing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stand by my comment. <laughs> exactly, Lunga. Thank you, motherfucker. And it was loyal to the source material, <laughs> just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! After your source material, <laughs> I want my diet that never existed to be the Sith. As, as Kathleen Kennedy said, Lunga, there is no source material. All right, we had nothing to no. go off of. Okay. None at all. And, and the, no story treatments, but I, I, I think that is a, a good time to um, wrap things up. I, I know we went yeah. semi long, but I, I did want to talk about poor Daisy Ridley in that car accident and um, <laughs> all the all the actors and shit that came after. I saw Wait, some on. comments on there that made me question society. They're like, "Oh man, she can hit me with her car any day." I was like, "You don't understand the levels a lot of these Sims will go to." I just got a genius idea for a GIF. I just got a genius idea for a GIF. When Sebulba crashes his pod racer, put Daisy's Ridley face on Sebulba when she crashes the pod racer. (laughs) That's pretty good. Before we finish, I got to see if there's any new uh, Lego Star Wars news that can quickly... uh, I'm going. And with that being said, (laughs) that's the end of Chatooine. (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, We'll get you hopefully next week with any news. Um, I think Halloween, Halloween's next Sunday, so I don't yep. think we did something last year for it. I don't. I don't think yeah, there'd be really anything for us to do this year. Um, that, was, that was. I mean, I can bring out your face onesie on. again. I, I yeah, do not have. Talking. I do not have my unicorn onesie anymore, unfortunately. I'll, I'll I know on Halloween itself, I'm actually going to be at my son's house. He's having a party. It's his first yeah. party right, since he bought his house. Too. So what I should do? I should print out a circle of Star Wars Only's logo and go with him for Halloween. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Can one of you wear like a Star Wars Only shirt at Celebration? Just as like, kind of like Padme's decoy in case I get jumped or shot uh, by somebody. I'll wear, the, yeah, I'll I'll wear the Star Wars Only shirt and I'll wear it like this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, hire, uh, I'll hire Max to be your decoy. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I would, Max can go as me and I'll go as Max and um, we'll, <laughs> we'll just see how the day goes. Did you see the picture of him sitting next to, I forgot, it was one of his, on the Amico thing, he was, he was sitting next to some dude who was actually pretty jacked and pretty big and Max was like all schlumpy. Wearing like a you know faggy t shirt and sweatpants and he's got the mask on. He's, he's sitting there like this next to this guy and like Max. I, I want to. I gotta. Yes, I mean that picture. That's funny. I want to see that. I gotta right, find it. That. All right. Thanks to uh, everybody who um, stuck around and tuned in. This was a good good chat tween show. Until uh, next time, we will uh, see you guys in a week or so.